0: We are live on the Doug Sarravo Show alongside me. We have Brandon Schwartz. Andrew Brem is back after resigning. Welcome back. Hey. So now we're going to join Kyle Esposito to discuss the New York Jets. Kyle, how are you today?
1: You know what, Doug? I am feeling extra, you know, excited today.
2: Why
3: is that? Is it because Adam got fired?
1: You know, Andrew, you would be correct. (laughs) Adam Gase, before I continue, can I swear on this established program?
3: Oh, yes. (laughs) Of course.
0: Just make sure it's a little PG. Mm
1: -hmm. Adam Gase. Oh, Adam Gase. 9 and 23. That was his record as a New York Jets head coach. Now let me explain to you what that compares to. A big dump. That's what it compares to. All right. He is the biggest pile of crap <laughs> head coach I have ever witnessed as a as a human being since I've been born on this earth twenty-one years ago. I have withstand <laughs> Rex Ryan. I have withstand Todd Bowles. I miss Todd Bowles. Please, for the love of God, bring me Todd Bowles back. But no, we're not going to get Todd Bowles back. We have to worry about who we're going to interview after Adam Gase. Now, there is one guy in particular that I believe uh, can do this job. His name is Brian DeBull. Uh, He is the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Shout out to the Bills. That's my pick for the Super Bowl. Um, If he can develop a quarterback like Josh Allen, Same draft class as Sam Darnold. He could definitely do the same for Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold, you know, the whole two wins that the Jets got between uh, the Browns and the Rams, he definitely has shown that he is a, not an elite quarterback, but a very good quarterback. You know, he just needs the weapons and the Jets need everything else. Now, that being said, Fuck you, Adam Giz. All right,
0: let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna join another. We're gonna join another Jets fan live from Florida. Maddie Giz, how are you, buddy? Hey, Doug, how's it going? Look I'm at that good. You Doing good. Look at that flow you got.
2: <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Jets fan, uh, I, I I'm, I'm glad I'm I know there's probably like a mixed bunch who. Uh, some people would like to have seen the Jets end up in last, not getting any wins, get that first overall pick. But uh, I was I was kind of rooted. For, I was rooting for them against the the Rams and the, the the Browns. so I'm I'm glad they won those games. Those were, I think those were at least something you could look back and pause positives. You know, those were two big games for the both of those teams that they versed, and um, you know, they played well against them. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Adam Gase. Uh. You heard from uh, guys in Miami telling Jets fans to, and this is Dolphins fans to avoid Adam Gase to, you know, they shouldn't have signed him uh, to be their head coach. What after they did, Uh, I I have some mixed feelings towards it for at the end of the season because he did um, for the most part until those last few weeks really. The last, all well, the two wins that they got, it was pretty much a disaster, right? But I will say, with Greg Williams out, he did go two and one left in it. So I was thinking, you know, it was it was it so much Adam Gates? Was it Greg Williams' fault? Because I mean, the Jets' defense was just horrendous from what, what we saw. So, um, I and I, 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 I we've seen some sparks from the offense, grant granted, not true consistency, but uh. I think there's potential there from the guys they have on the field. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was, I was thinking maybe you, you let Adam Gase uh, s- maybe start the first few games actually, keep him on like the shortest, lease possible, you know, see how he does uh could start up new season planning without Greg Williams there. But, um, yeah, I, I, the jets, uh, it's, I think it's, I mean, Hey, they got the number two overall pick. I believe they got that. Right. So, um, they're going to, they got to do good, good with that. Um, but yeah, we got that. And Hey, as a Jets fan, you just, every year, you just got to hope, you know, that's what, that's what keeps you going as a Jets fan. And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how they, how they draft and, uh, we'll see what kind of coaching we get in there. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe we get some going with, uh, you know, some of these young guys, you know, Sam Donald's still very young and we've seen, you know, he's played well for what he's had to work with. Um, yeah, uh, Ty uh, Johnson, I believe, or Ty, Ty Montgomery, or Ty Johnson, right? The running back. Uh, and we've seen, you know, Denzel Mims was a nice bright spot. So uh, they definitely have some some good pieces to start with, and they're going to get a whole lot of players in the next draft. We got they have plenty of draft picks, plenty of first uh, round draft picks as well. So uh, we'll see. So um, you know, um, we're I'm just looking, we're looking forward to uh, the draft and seeing what maybe we could do for next season. All right, Matt, where do the Jets
0: go from here? Do they take Justin Fields, or do they find a way to trade for the number 1 pick and get Trevor Lawrence?
3: Uh
2: that's a good question. Uh, I mean uh like for guys like I think the Carson Wentz, right? You're not, I don't think you should go after him or anything like that. He was just, we saw what he was doing with the Eagles at the end of the year when he didn't have much help. You know, that's the last thing the Jets need is another guy to come in who's ter- been turnover prone, just throwing interceptions everywhere, not handling the ball, uh, protecting the ball. And, you know, the Jets don't have a lot of weapons, say, early sh- ones that will really take the quarterback to the next level. Uh at least for Carson Wentz, uh, I don't think so. I think it would be very similar to what we've seen this season if the Jets forget say say someone like Carson Wentz. Uh, but I think the Jets, they're in a, they're in, they're not, in, you know, they're a, they're actually in a pretty. I mean, yeah, they did go two and fourteen, but they're in a. I think they're they there's there's a there's an opportunity here. You know, you got the second overall pick, and <clears throat> that's always good. That, I mean, last time a second had the second overall pick. I mean what was that when they had the draft like Keyshawn Johnson I think and they traded him too Look what that happened with that and the hall of famer so Jamal Adams is probably going to end up like that as well so the jets i mean they they they've made so many questionable decisions throughout years but uh i think i think maybe you trade you trade uh trade that that second overall pick and, and go maybe lower wait a little wait a little longer in the draft get someone else or you just take you know fields and hey You know, see what you can do with them.
0: All right, Kyle, I'm going back to you. What do you see the Jets doing with the second overall pick?
1: Well, I can tell you right now, as, you know, understanding this team since I've been a fan since 2009, uh, if they were to try to trade the number two pick, it would be like a homeless person trying to trade pebbles and food wrappers to another team that also has pebbles and food wrappers. Um, the Jaguars are only good for their cap space, which is a very intriguing uh, position for if you want to have a head coaching job, uh, but when it comes down to the number two overall pick, I do not see them training, him, uh, training it, like I said. I think that they either go for Justin Fields, which I personally think would be a bad idea because he has already shown that, yes, he scored 8,500 touchdowns against Trevor Lawrence, but... Uh, Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, is my pick and I think is the pick that I think every Jets fan wants to see. Uh, I don't think that Justin Fields is uh, the one, in my opinion.
0: Matt, where do you stand with that opinion from Kyle Esposito? And then I'm going to let Brandon Schwartz join in and give his thoughts on that.
2: So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, you know, like, like I said, it's, uh, I mean, Kyle's definitely got some good points in there and I think, you know, we're fields, you know, we don't, we don't know. We just don't know yet. You know, we've seen as, especially as a Jets fan, it's hard to, you know, when you, even with any of these quarterbacks, even Trevor Lawrence, if you're just, you know, if you just think a guy's going to come in to New York Jets organization as a quarterback and just turn the whole thing around, you know, it's. I feel like at this point with Jets, we have to see it first, you know, with any of these guys. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's a tough decision they'll have to make, but, um, you know, like, like I said, you just got to hope. I mean, we've been the general managers, managements, ownerships, you know, they've let us down a lot through the years, but you just, all, all you got as a Jets fan is, is hope. You just got to hope that, we get turning around
0: Kyle you agree with him Nilo? Yeah, do you agree with uh Matt
1: I definitely think that there's some there there's some hope you know with the number 2 pick with any team whether you're Whether you're the top of the food chain or you're the bottom of the food chain. If you have the number two pick, you have potential to try to upgrade your team to as best as they can. But, knowing the New York Jets, as I have known them to uh, fuck up on a couple things. uh, If they don't draft a kicker in the first round, they're doing a great job. Obviously, we need help in great areas, but do not draft a kicker or a punter in the first round. Zach. Wilson all the way. That's how you build your future. And then we're top 10. I believe that we're top 10 in cap space. So that helps a lot too.
0: All right, Brandon, how do you feel about this?
4: Well, the jets, they just go into a rebuilding process now. I mean, there is a chance you won't see Sam Donald with the jets next year. Could they make a big trade for Sam Donald? Maybe, you know, you could trade for Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. Um, you know, we all know that the Jacksonville Jaguars got the first pick and and he Trevor Lawrence likely knows where he's going in the Jacksonville Jaguars, but maybe the New York Jets would be a better destination for him. Maybe New York is a better, better city for him to play in than Jacksonville. Um, but again... The Jets just gotta see what they're gonna do for the future. I mean, you gotta hire a new coach. Question is who you're gonna hire. Um, I think the guy from Iowa State, Matt Campbell, could be a good candidate. I think he could. Be. I think he could be pretty good. But there's other guys out there that could be the next coach of the Jets. But we'll see what happens. I mean, question is what you're gonna do with Sam Donald too. Will Sam Donald stay? Or will he leave? And that's up to the Jets brass to to figure out.
0: Uh, We're going to go back to Matthew Gizzy. Matt, if you were the Jets, you mentioned a few years ago to go after someone like Luke Falk. You were wrong. So do you see the Jets going after a quarterback like maybe Zach Wilson?
2: Well, I wouldn't exactly say I was wrong, considering we still have yet, like I said, to really see – a player come to the Jets and perform to a high standard right it got the kid was only given a, maybe a couple games it was in against he was going against New England Patriots he had like the best defense that year uh one of his games uh so it was just it was not a good situation for him they didn't put him in good situations and they threw him in they, it was it was trial by fire and they 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 just threw him in there right? So I still think, yeah, I, I don't I still think that kid had had ha, had and he still does have have potent, a lot of potential. But um, I think you still are looking for guys like that that you could get late. I mean, we've seen the past few years in the draft, it has not been the first, second, or maybe even third quarterbacks that have went off the board, who have been had the most impact. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he went what thirty second last pick of the first round. Right, we had um, I mean uh, Justin Herbert was like the third or fourth, I believe, quarterback taken. Right, it went Burrow and then something, like that. But he again, he was wasn't the first. He was so you have very similar things like that happening. You can see with a lot of these young guys. Pat Mahomes wasn't the first pick uh in that draft either. And I, he was like, and I think that was the one. that I believe you correct me if I'm wrong. Golf and Wentz went in that the same one as well. Uh. Yeah, so I think the Jets maybe you look for quarterback somewhere around there that maybe you could add in case it doesn't work out with Sam Darnold. But um I think you know you invested so much you've, you already invested the third overall pick, which you had to tr- which they traded up for from the sixth overall pick when they drafted Sam Darnold that year. Uh so you're kinda you, you gotta give give him at least another year, see what he could do, but also maybe have someone else uh Young, young, uh, young quarterback that can maybe step in if it doesn't work out.
0: All right, so Matt, how are things in Florida? The Jacksonville Jaguars get the number one overall pick. Do you see them going to Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields?
2: Yeah, it's it's it was a, sorry, it's kind of hard to hear you. Say, but I believe you're you asking about the Jaguars, right? Yeah, do um, they go
0: with Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? I'm thinking Trevor Lawrence.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you got to go with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I've w- I've been a huge fan of this guy since uh since I first saw him play in, in college, and you could see this kid's got so you know from what just looking at the eye test and what what you see from him, just he's just so special. He just got such talent and just not only the talent but different things like leadership and um uh just the great great uh player and a great teammate and he, you know, he could win and he shows that he could win and he could win big at Clemson. So um uh I mean it would I would I would, I would like for the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh I don't know if it'll come to that. You know, Jaguars, I think although they're not as dire need of the quarterback as the Jets, I'd say, I think they still are looking for one and I think they, they have the opportunity. So I don't know how you could really pass that up much unless you trade, maybe trade, trade back. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, I still think if the Jets could get one of those two, which will, they, they will, right. Unless they decide to pass on them. I think we should at least have some kind of optimism with, with that. I mean, if we get Justin Fields, but Trevor Lawrence definitely he's like, he's he's just a great player and it'd just be awesome to have him uh in New York Jets uniform.
0: That would be awesome for you guys. So we're gonna take a quick break on the New York Jets. I am gonna join I'm gonna have Brandon Schwartz come on to discuss the New York Giants. Tough way for the Eagles to basically rig it against us. You know, taking out Nate Sudfield. I mean, taking out Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfield, embarrassing. We won our game. Eagles couldn't do our part, couldn't do the part for us. How do you feel about that? Where do you see the Giants going moving forward?
4: Well, there's a lot to think. And I think the Giants, despite, you know, you got to say this is a really big improvement. Six and ten, better than where they were in the last couple of years. I mean, they just turned out they're, they're getting better and better each year. And I think Joe judge is the difference. I think he's a good coach. He's a winning coach. He can be a champion. He could be a championship coach in the coming years, but question is, and this is what everyone wants to know. Will Daniel Jones be your face of a franchise future quarterback? Will he be your quarterback for a while? That's the question. A lot of people don't know. Now there is stuff he has to improve on. There's the, you know, um, he has a good offensive line he works with. You know, I think he could be a little more – he could, he needs to work on throwing for he, – he doesn't have a very long arm. He doesn't pass far. He doesn't like – he doesn't throw that many far passes and stuff. You know, and he, he – you know, the really good quarterbacks will make those good passes. You know, he's got to learn how to do that. And he can. I think he's got the potential to.
0: Less turnovers.
4: Less turnovers would be great. Less turnovers would be great. And, you know, I think – he and he's got to stay healthy too. The injuries kill – you know, the injuries hurt him. The injuries hurt him, and he's got to – you know, he's got to try and stay healthy when he can. Um, but it was a tough loss against the Eagles last night. Very tough loss. And there are rumors saying that the Eagles purposely wanted to do that. Oh, I think so. To – because they don't like they don't want to they didn't want to see the Giants win the division, they wanted to purposely lose that game. This way the Giants wouldn't win the division.
0: Jalen Hurts would have won that game for us.
1: Jalen
4: Hurts is a good quarterback. That guy, Nate Sudfield, and I was talking about my. with my uh my last night. Worst, I think one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen. He he was hard. he was horrible. I don't know if he was purposely. Slumping, I, I I don't know if he was purposely playing bad just to lose the game, or is that just who he was? I mean, he just didn't have a good game at all. He didn't play well at all.
0: And then Peterson came out and said, "Oh, I'm playing to win." No, you weren't. No, you weren't. It was it was obvious with obvious obvious with our own eyes. But moving forward with the New York Giants, if they want to be successful, these are the three things we need. Number one, Joe Judge is a Is going to be a great coach, so we don't even have to mention him. But I'm going with this. We need a healthy Saquon Barkley. That's number one. Number two, we need the O-line to perform. I don't even have to mention the defense because the defense is good. Defense and the coaching staff is leading us to the right direction. But we need a healthy Barkley, a great O-line. But most importantly, we need Daniel Jones to play at an elite status. Because if he plays inconsistent, makes commits turnovers when, you know, we're about to score in the end zone, that's going to be an issue. So if the Giants want to be successful moving forward, we need those three things to happen. We truly need it. And that's my own opinion. Um, I'm going to have Andrew talk about his Las Vegas Raiders.
3: <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Oh, come on. I don't really know, but. Well uh, well now we're in the playoffs now, so
0: no, you guys missed it, Andrew. What
3: the Raiders. Or yeah, you they mean, did. Or do you mean we're going to talk about the playoffs? Yeah,
0: let's talk about the playoffs. All right. Andrew wants to talk about the playoffs.
3: Yeah, anyways, uh, I think the Buffalo Bills. All right, we'll get
0: to that, but let's right. start with Kyle Esposito. Kyle, hello sir. You have going to the Super Bowl and why?
1: All right. Now, this was a very difficult choice just because, well, not on the NFC side. Well, on the NFC side, I see the Green Bay Packers. I don't think you can see a better quarterback performing today besides Pat Mahomes than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, at 107 years old, it seems like he's been in the league for so long. He threw 48 touchdowns this year. And it doesn't seem like he's stopping it. It doesn't seem like Jordan Love, the back-out quarterback that they drafted this year, will ever get any playing time unless Aaron Rodgers retires or he goes to the New York Jets. With that being said, on the AFC side, it was very difficult. I had the Chiefs, Bills, and Browns as my top three choices to go to Super Bowl. And I think out of those three choices, I hate to say it, guys. I I, I think it's the Browns. The Browns have a lot to pay— uh, to you know they have a lot of motivation going into this uh, season this are
0: really with the browns
1: i'm going to go with the browns going to the super bowl not winning the super bowl but they're going to go to the super bowl and here's why i see, feel I think like- seen- hungry for that wait what
0: i think baker is hungry for that so i see a possibility
1: yes that's why i'm saying if you look at if you look at how baker mayfield has played between the last couple weeks granted he got shot on by the jets and that's Wow, that's a really difficult sentence for me to say. Um, he's been playing like he wants. He wants. He he strives for it, and I I just haven't seen a better Browns team since I came out the womb. So the Browns are definitely going to beat the Steelers because the Steelers, wow, are they shitting the bed right now? They gave up so many winnable wins. It 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 it's a uh, it, mind boggling. Uh, the Browns are definitely gonna move on from the Jets. I mean, Jets. wow, Steelers, and then they will beat the Titans because I don't see the Ravens making out of the uh, making out of the that that matchup. Uh, and what? But with the Browns and the Chiefs, oh man, oh. I definitely want. I definitely see the Browns winning that just because you know Nick Chubb. I watch Nick Chubb. Just massacre a man downfield. Just told him to get the hell out of the way. I definitely see Browns, Packers. Packers win the Super Bowl this year.
0: All right, Matt, I'm going to come to you now. Who is your team? And actually, let's do a bracket. Who do you have going to the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, Man, there's – there's. I tell you what, it's, it should be good because there's – we got a lot of really good teams at the top, right? But we have some teams that I could doubt. you could see almost any one of these guys taking it. I mean, a lot of you know we got like you said the Browns could be you know surprising. The Colts is another team that I think they gotta you know watch out for because that defense, I mean, that could stop anyone. Um, I mean, there's there, there there's there's just a lot of uh, potential pa- power players in this playoffs. As there should be, you know. But uh, I think yeah, it'll, it'll, it should be fun to watch. Uh I think the Ravens beat the, the Titans uh in kind of like a – Matt, hold on. Kyle,
0: is that a Giants jersey now?
1: Yes, I switched to a Giants jersey.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
2: All right,
1: Matt, yes, back I- to you.
2: Yeah, it was hard to hear you there, Doug, but I was just going to say, say, say that the – I like think the Re- the Raven the Titans beat the Ravens. Uh, yeah, in that upset, uh, what was it like last year, right? So I think uh we get he they get a little maybe a uh, payback or whatever, or they're they better prepared for him this time. Uh, I th- I think the Steelers beat the Browns. Uh, I think the steel when the Steelers played the Steelers just played the Browns, right? But the Steelers were playing with like their their fifth string guys, right? So um I I don't see S- S- Cleveland. Beating them two two weeks in a row, especially when you're going to see the difference in the team from one week to the next. Uh, I think Steelers take that one. I like like I said, I like the Colts. Uh, you know, Saints. You know, they're another team to watch out for. Uh, Rams, uh, you know, Rams versus Seahawks. Both teams, one loss to the Jets, one loss to the Giants. They're both teams that you know they could they could they could also be very good. Uh, Tampa Bay you should expect them to beat Washington. But yeah, you never know you never know in the playoffs, you yeah? know? So, um but yeah, Green Bay and Chiefs definitely they they should just be they should be great though. So uh it's like I said, it should be exciting to see. Uh exciting playoffs. Um I, I think yeah. It should be good.
4: Doug?
1: Brandon, who do you have going to the Super Bowl?
4: Um, I see the Bills going to the Super Bowl because the way I've seen them play in the last few games, they're just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. They clearly, to me, look like the best team in the league, um, especially last yesterday's game. I mean, they just look dynamite. Yeah,
3: and they're New York tough. They're Since they're in New York State, they're New York tough. That's right. And, uh, and Andrew Cuomo was actually uh, thrilled about it himself, and he wants to actually have people sit there. Yes, at the stadium, so he could sit there himself.
4: But yeah, the Bills are going to go to Super Bowl, and I think the Packers are going to be the NFC team that goes to Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers still has it. I think he's uh, one of the probably the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think it'll be the Bills, Packers, Super Bowl. And I agree with you on the conference championship. I think it's going to be the Bills and the uh, well, the uh, conference, the uh, AFC conference championship. Yeah, right. It's going to be the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, and the Bills, yeah, the Bills are tough. They're New it's going to
0: be the Bills and the Packers.
3: They're New York tough, the Bills.
0: It's going to be the Bills and the Packers for the Super Bowl. And that's going to be in Tampa Bay this year. Now, how many fans do they say they're going to allow?
4: I believe it's 25%. So it's about – well, assume they sit like 60,000 people, 100,000 people. Divide that by uh, – 25,
3: so. Let's see. Let's take a look. 100,000. Let's take a look right now. 100,000. Yeah, assume they a 100,000 people. Divided by 25 would be 4,000 people. How many? 4,000 4, people.
4: Does that sound about right? 4,000
0: people? That's not bad.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We are back on the Doug Serravo show. So Andrew wants to talk some NBA. We're going to do that, and we'll talk some hockey since it's coming up.
3: Andrew, you're the NBA an- analyst. Yes. Let's see what you got for us today. So right now it looks like the 76ers are in first place in the Eastern Conference. And the Western Conference, we got the L.A. Clippers first which is crazy because LA Lakers are first in the league last year, and they actually won the uh, the conference and the championship. So maybe this time it's for the Clippers. So we have to see. And the Knicks are doing pretty good this year. They've been doing very, uh, they've been doing awful the last couple of years, but they're stepping up their game and they're rebuilding. They're moving on, and I could see them as a playoff team. I could see them going into the playoffs, and maybe in a couple of years we'll probably see them in a championship game.
0: Hey, so let's bring in, we're going to get to Brandon in a second and talk to Knicks, but Kyle is a Brooklyn Nets fan. Kyle, give me your thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets so far. Well, so far,
1: we started off hot. You know, we just we destroyed the Warriors in the, our season opener, and then we destroyed the Celtics. But after the Celtics, we kind of slowed down a little bit. You know, the momentum uh, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving kind of slowed. Kevin Durant didn't play one game against the Atlanta Hawks. We're currently 3-4 because we just lost to the Wizards just a day ago. And that was a team that started off 0-5. 0-5 when we have a team with KD and Kyrie. Now, I know you can't win them all, but, like, come on. That's an 0-5 team with Russell Westbrook on it and Bradley Beal. Uh, I definitely see – not a biased opinion, but I definitely see the Brooklyn Nets taking the Eastern Conference this year. I'm not going to go out and say they're going to win the NBA title because um, we still have you know, stuff left to see. We still have – see- Kyle,
0: what's the window for them to win an NBA championship? For a window? Yeah, like if- – I mean, four-year contracts. So do you see them going to the finals at least once in those four years?
1: I see them winning the title, Doug, in all honesty. I see them winning the title between this year. Maybe not this year, actually, because Spencer Dinwiddie is out for the season with an ACL injury, um, and Spencer Dinwiddie is a big part of this Brooklyn Nets team ever since they were sucking a couple years ago and even further than that. Um, or was a part of helping this team come back from medi- uh, from being mediocre at best. Um, I say between this year and next year, we're going to see a championship uh, in Brooklyn.
3: So, Kyle, back to the NBA. So, you probably heard January 7th that the NBA wants to put trackers on all the players for the virus because they want to see that they're not violating virus protocols. What do you think of that? Do you think it's ridiculous? Because to me, I think it's really ridiculous and i think it's just a way of control it's, i feel like it's not fair for these uh for them to control these players lives when you know they just want to live their lives and act like normal people
1: well i definitely see the argument there andrew like like you know if i was in the NBA, i wouldn't want my life to be you know controlled by a company that i can't do this i can't do that i can't go to toys r us i can't go to this uh, but I understand when it comes to when it comes to sports, you know when you're playing a serious you know you know a- what am I trying to say like if you're an athlete in the United States where a con- where a whole bunch of people come to see you play and you're off doing shenanigans not sports related, like I know you have your personal lives, but mm-hmm. when it comes to sports and winning a championship and when it means to the team and the players on that team when everyone has to be at their 110% i believe that this contact tracing is very necessary because if you're out just going to clubs like james harden who is not giving a crap in the world if he's wearing a mask or getting you know grinded on by a stripper i think you need to <laughs> keep track of where your players are going and make sure none of them got covid so your team can win a championship this year yeah that's
3: true but still i mean you could still test them you could still Test them. You could always, you know, they could always tell you how they're feeling, you know, regardless. So, you know, I no, think I it's definitely
1: a- agree that that testing, you know, testing along with, you know, whatever else the NBA or whatever other organization has set for their players in terms of COVID. Um, yeah. Right. You know, you're always going to test for COVID. Like, I get that. But, you know, it's an extra precaution to know where your players are going so you can make sure that they don't have COVID so they're healthy to play the next day.
3: Yeah, that's true, but still, it's a little too far. I think it's just—I just, I just no, think I it's a as a far. as a
1: civilian, I think it's ridiculous. But if I was looking into the point of view of a of a of a CEO or a COO or someone in a position of power, I would definitely make sure that that is a very you know much yeah. mandatory need for the NBA.
3: Right, and um, another one more question. Yeah, uh, one more question from Andrew. So, do you think the NBA like? A lot lately, I've been hearing a lot of things about the NBA in terms of patriotism and Americanism. <laughs> you think it's let's see. not get into politics tonight, <laughs> okay? And stay away from that. I want Brandon Schwartz
0: to discuss his New York Knicks. Okay.
4: <laughs> so, uh, currently the New York Knicks are playing the Atlanta Hawks and they're down by six. Um, they're looking good tonight. Um, but the Atlanta Hawks are a tough team, so hopefully, we can come out of Atlanta with a win today. Uh, but the past games, I really like what I've seen. Um, they're showing that they could win. They could play con- – they could be competitive. They don't give up. So the old New York Knicks, you would see they would have a good first half, and then the second half they would really be bad. They would just just like – they would fall apart. They wouldn't be hitting shots. They would just let the other teams go on a rampage. Uh, but I've seen the opposite this year so far. Um, this could be due to the Tom Thibodeau hire. Uh, Tom will make your players play hard. He will, he will take you out if you make a mistake here and there. Um, he don't give minutes. You earn your minutes with Tom Thibodeau. And I remember he said that on the press conferences. He earns your, You have to earn your minutes with the, with the team. Um, but I think the Knicks could be a playoff team within a couple of years. Um, you know, they're three and three right now very early to, 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 term, to determine how they're going to do for the season. Um, but I think the Knicks fans should be very excited because we've been so bad for about seven or eight years already. And we're, we're really – I think we're heading in the right direction now. Listen, we don't have Kyrie Irving. We don't have Kevin Durant. We don't have an all-star on our team. But I think R.J. Barrett could be your next all-star potentially in the next few couple, couple two to three years. RJ Barrett's going to be a really good player. You could tell by the way he—he's ball handling is—he's very well. He's got to work on his three point shot. His three point shot needs proven, but I think that's that could be an easy fix for him. Um, and Mitchell Robinson, last um, the other night he looked really good. He just is a beast on the boards. He's just a monster. He could—he could rebound. He could block shots like easy. He, he makes it look easy out there on the court. Uh, but yeah, I think the Knicks have—they're going to have a good team. I think having Tom Thibodeau as your coach is going to motivate the players. It's going to get him to play well. And I like the assistant coaches, Mike Woodson, Kenny Payne.
0: Oh, Mike Woodson's back?
4: Mike Woodson's back, yeah. I think the Knicks want to have Mike Woodson back. The fans loved him. Last time the Knicks were good was when they had Mike oh, yeah, Woodson won, like, as their head games. coach. Um, it feels like it's forever, though, because they've been so bad for eight years already. Uh, but yeah, yeah,
0: 2012.
4: But the New York Knicks uh, have a good future ahead of them, I believe, so – Okay, hey, Angie, you don't have to remind me I'm nine years out of high school. Hopefully we'll see <laughs> hopefully we'll see a Knicks Nets finals uh Nets Eastern Conference final matchup someday.
0: Hey Angie, you don't have to remind me. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we when we get back, I am going to talk with
1: Matthew Gizzy about the National Hockey League. We'll be right back. All
0: right, we are back on the Doug Survival show. Joining me right now is Rangers fan, uh Roller Hockey Stanley Cup champion, Matthew Gizzy. Matt, how are you today? Um, I'm still
2: good, Doug. <clears throat> uh, very excited, very excited. Great the season's coming up with 10 days. It's you know, it's coming up yeah. soon, you know. And we'll uh much to be excited about as a Rangers fan.
0: So We have our rivalry of the Devils and the Rangers. Take me through this. Would you say that the Rangers rebuilt better than the New Jersey Devils did compared to their eight-year rebuild? Because it's been a long time. You know, we delayed the rebuild by signing guys like Michael Ryder, Marty Havlat, Uh, Scott Gomez came back somehow. So would you say that the Rangers rebuilt better than our New Jersey Devils
2: uh i don't really know if you could compare the two exactly cuz uh right two different teams rangers got a lot more money a lot bigger market right uh they could spend more money right uh so they're going to they could sign bigger guys than the devils will but uh the devils i think they were more in a rebuild while the rangers we could say that they're more retooling as uh they used but uh they certainly I mean, the uh, the Rangers have certainly, or at least now they're certainly in a, a better spot than the the Devils are, and they they have been uh, for the past for for a, for a good good while now. It seems like uh, the Devils. I mean, it looked like they they might actually be doing something, and then they just fell off the face of the earth. So, uh, you know, we'll see how how they how they do. But uh, I think I definitely, uh, I definitely think the Rangers are gonna gonna have their number this year.
0: So I'm not laughing at you, Matt.
2: I'm laughing at Kyle. It's like Kyle was prepared for every
0: skit. Now he's wearing a double jersey.
1: jersey? John How many jerseys, How many jerseys have? Have?
0: That's his only one. So Kyle, Kyle. tell me about the
1: devil's. devils. Here's the thing about the Devils. As much as I love them, Doug, and as much as we love them, Doug, uh, I have have no idea what's going to happen this year. This is the first time, as a Devils fan, paying attention to hockey on a daily basis, that I'm like, huh, I wonder what they're going to do this year. Because, you know, we got a new coach this year. I don't know his goddamn name, but he's from the Buffalo Sabres. We gotta see how he does with our team. PK Two Man did not really have a great first year as a as a New Jersey Devil. Was his first year as a New Jersey Devil. So we see if he has a comeback here. We got Kyle Palmieri and Nico Heischer. After we traded our captain, which one of them is gonna be a breakout star? I think it's gonna be my 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 boy number thirteen, Nico Heischer. He's gonna he's gonna dominate and lead our team in points this year. So. With that being said, will we make the playoffs? Do you think oh, we'll no. have a cap this year? This year? Do you
0: think, Do we, think we will have happen
1: we a cap this, this, this year? Because, repeat, they pour uno más. Do you think we'll have a cap this year? Great question, Doug. I don't know. I don't think we will. I think uh, if they really, if we really want to look at it for a second, Nico's is, is going into his what his junior year or his sophomore junior year. Um, Kyle Palmieri, you know, there's trade rumors about him since we were basically getting rid of everyone that was on the team to start the last season. Uh, I don't know. I but I think we'll see when it when we get to the All Star break. Uh, who will uh who will be if anyone is even close to being considered a, a captain. But uh, my my guess is uh, leaning more towards Nico. All right, let's go with right. Rangers.
0: Matthew Gizzy, will the Rangers have a captain this year? That's a good question, Doug. Uh Ben uh, before you have your answer, I'm gonna go with Mika's advantage as the captain.
1: Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I think you know, there's a lot. There's definitely some guys that you could pick from. I mean, Mika, uh, Kreider, uh, Panarin, definitely the way he's played, and uh, you know, he's he's just been great. And uh, there's there's talk that you know, first overall pick, uh, Alex Lafreniere. Uh, could be it. Um, We've seen that a lot of times with the first overall picks, they turn into their captains. So uh, I think they're going to wait a little bit with what who they have because they have such a good group of guys that they can pick from. And uh, I th- they got a lot of young guys. They're a very young team. I think they want to see what their guys can do first, what their guys do, uh, how they perform together. They want to see how Kako can grow. Uh, Just a, a lot of different a lot of different people you could see coming out of it as a captain. So I don't think they want to be too quick to to name one yet. I mean, I don't. I, they have yet to name one. So I think uh, I think they're gonna do a similar one where they have maybe like uh, three or four alternates and uh, and then maybe just wait a, a year uh, at least uh, for deciding who they would uh, pick for a captain.
0: All right, so we're going to take another quick commercial break and we will be right back. Andrew, Brandon and myself and you guys we're going to discuss some Major League Baseball offseason and we're going to do some uh
1: predictions of who's going to sign you, sign where. We'll be right back.
0: So we are back on the Doug Strava Show. Alongside me, we have Andrew Brum, the Dodger fan, Brandon Schwartz, the Yankee fan, and I'm the only Rays fan here. So I guess Kyle was, like, so prepared because Kyle now has a Yankee jersey on. <laughs> Kyle!
1: <laughs> like I said, you got be prepared.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You are on a roll, a roll right now. Who's that, Gary <laughs> Sanchez or
1: what what, number is this? What, what what jersey did I grab out the closet today? Yep, that's a Gary
0: Sanchez. It could, be Fino, it could be Cano.
1: I, I would rather be Cano. Gary Sanchez kind of shit in bed right now.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to let you have a conversation with Brandon, and you guys could see who the Yankees will sign this offseason.
1: Okay, I'm down for that. I'm down for that.
4: Kyle, Come go. On,
1: All right. Kluber, all right.
4: <laughs> Big question is going to be LeMayhew. Where do you think is going to end up?
1: All right, as much as I want Lemayhu to sign with New York and as much as he's beloved in New York right now, I have a very odd feeling that we will only get the answer to that depending on what we do with Tanaka because Tanaka has come out and said that he is either going to re-sign with the New York Yankees or he's going back to Japan. And as much as I love Tanaka, I would rather have someone else other than Tanaka. Tanaka sometimes can be inconsistent, but most of the time she's a good player. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock on him as a as a player because he's definitely good, but he definitely has his downsides. But um, if you lock up Tanaka, you get rid of Lemayhew. If 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 Tanaka goes back to Japan, we sign Lemayhew and we Put in, and we just fill like the holes as we go with like little mini pieces. Because if you look at the Yankees on paper, we only need LeMahieu and that's it. And pitching, yes, that's always going to be an issue. Will Paxton have a turnaround year this year? We'll find out. Um, But I think the main concern is LeMahieu re signing with the Yankees if he doesn't. I have a strong feeling he might go to Toronto.
0: Toronto.
1: Because veteran presence is lacking in that organization. If if you look at it, everyone's young. If if when they have like a good, solid veteran to learn from, the Toronto Blue Jays are back to when Edwin and Jose were running that spot. Because Bichette and Vladimir and Cavan, they are the future of of Major League Baseball. That's no question. The Toronto Blue Jays within the next five years are going to win a World Series right? It's my, also my opinion, um, and actually, Toronto Blue Jays were probably if, if they stay with those three, they're going to be top of the top of AL East for quite some time. In my opinion,
4: yeah, I agree with you on the. I agree with you on um, Tanaka. Uh, I think Tanaka. You know, I rather have Lemayhu back here in New York than Tanaka, because I think the Yankees could fill that pitching spot for Tanaka and maybe go out and sign a Trevor Bauer who can bring, you know, some well, some well, you know, some, a different style of pitching into New York. Um, I don't know if Bauer is, would be, would be willing to join the Yankees. Um, I don't know if he's meant to be in New York. Um, but he could bring a, you know, he's got that nasty curveball. He's got the, you know, he's got a nasty style of pitching that you know he could bring to this to bring to this team. Um, the question also is, will Severino stay healthy? Um, can Paxton, like you said, Paxton, will he stay healthy? Can and of course, Garrett Cole. Uh, will Garrett Cole be? Will you know? We got to make sure Garrett Cole is is at the top of our list. Make sure he's in that, you know, in case. The Yankees are in a playoff position where they need him. You know, you got to make sure you have him ready to go in like a game seven situation in case you need him. Um, but yeah, I, I think Tanaka. I don't think the Yankees should focus on Tanaka right now. I think they should focus more on LeMayhew. because I think Lemehu, like he says, is is pretty much most of the team. You know, he's 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 our heart and soul. I mean, he gets us those clutch hits when we need. You know, and I'm not knocking the other guys on the team. You know, Aaron Judge is a great hitter. He he he's a face of his franchise. Um, Gary Sanchez is a good hitter, but, you know, he's got work to do. Uh, Carlo, they're all good players. Mm-hmm. Um, is, should be our priority right now. And I think Brian Cashman has made that clear. He wants to make Lemayhu a priority.
1: I will say that like, as like a dark, dark horse priority, and I don't think really anyone's talking about it. If you want Gary Sanchez to get better and want to learn from an actual catcher. I say we go out and sign Yadier Molina as a backup catcher. Yadier has been in the in the league for so long. He's won World Series. He knows what the hell he's doing. He's kind of getting disgruntled with the Cardinals because he's not back yet. I don't, as far as to my knowledge, I don't think he signed anywhere yet. So, I, if the Yankees were smart and wanted to help Gary Sanchez succeed in New York and want to fix their catcher problems. Sign Yadi and have him work with with Gary Sanchez. That's how you fix Gary.
4: Yeah, I agree. I like Yadi. I think he's a good veteran play, uh, catcher to have. Um, you definitely. I mean, you also have Hagashioka too, who's a good backup catcher. Uh, mm-hmm. But you might need, you might need I mean, I think you need another guy like Yadi or Molina. This way, you have like a. You need a veteran catcher. You know, you mm-hmm. need somebody like that on your roster. And there's also right. a point today saying that Yadi uh, Yasiel Puig is interested in joining. Is a uh, is a potential target maybe for the Yankees. Uh, What do you think about that?
1: Well, if I know the Yankees right now, we got to worry about Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton being healthy and Aaron Hicks. And all three of them at one point this season have gotten hurt and goes on the IR. Now, we just gone in. It wasn't a major signing, but we went out and signed uh, Socrates Brito, who not a lot of people know. He was an outfielder for the Diamondbacks for a cup of coffee. And he's a, and I don't know his stats too well, but he is an outfielder. But if I know his name, then he must be pretty good. Um, so he's a good uh, person to like put as a precaution in case they get hurt. Uh, Yasiel Puig, cover of MLB The Show a couple years ago, was the big talk of the town in Los Angeles. Uh, kind of declined after he went to the Reds and then he went to the Braves before he had COVID. Um, I think the Yankees give him a chance. I think he'll strive in New York. I think he's a very New York-built player. He kind of reminds me of a younger, more hungrier Lucas Duda, the way he swings that fucking bat and just freaking demolishes the ball. Um,
4: Yeah, you could use a player like that, like a Lucas Duda kind of hitter.
1: Yeah. So I I definitely think Yasiel Puig will be uh, a New York Yankee. Uh, As for what you were talking about before with Trevor Bauer, as much as a fan myself that I would love to have Trevor Bauer on the New York Yankees, I don't think the New York Yankees, uh, you know, New York Yankees are a traditional-based organization. And and they like to do things a certain way. Uh, Trevor Bauer is a very unorthodox pitcher when it comes to, like, his mannerisms and the way he looks at the game. He's kind of like, him and Granky are kind of like in the same boat. They're both kind of crazy, but in, like, a good way. They have their own, like, their own, like, you know, kind of thing to them where they succeed, but I don't know. When it comes to the Yankees, that's why Granke never came to the Yankees either because they're both got that little, like, weird – you know what I'm trying to say. He's he's just weirder than the other pitchers. He's got weird things going on with him. Um, I personally see him – I was going to say the Padres if they did not do the whole thing with Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish. I definitely saw them with the Um, him going to the Padres but now that you know the U Darvish is not with Chicago anymore and Blake Snell's not with Tampa Bay anymore I can see Bauer going to the Cubs or the Rays and in my opinion if you put a gun to my head and say which one is he going to go to between the Rays and the Cubs I think they're going to succeed more with the Cubs I think he's going to go with the Cubs
0: all right, Kyle. We got a few minutes left, so I want to do the final segment. I want each of us to pick a free agent and mm-hmm. what they are going to. It don't matter the team, don't matter the player. It could be, it could be Lucas Duda. So I want everyone to pick a player, and right after this commercial break, we will do our final segment. We'll be right back. We are back on the Doug Saravos show. Once again, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for watching us. I am going to start with Kyle and his free agency predictions. So Kyle, who do you have signing this winter or spring as it's January and guys haven't signed yet?
1: Well, Doug, I want to stick with the New York Yankees thing. Because that is my team. and I feel like I would know, but I know the team better than anyone. uh, Me me and Brandon do. Uh, I had already mentioned Yadier Molina should come and be a veteran catcher for the Gary Sanchez. But uh, if we want to look, you know, similar to that, um, Andrelton Simmons, I think he should be a New York Yankee, just because, you know, there has been times Glaber Torres. Uh, you know, he needs some help at the shortstop position. He bobbled some balls, kind of gave up some defensive plays for us uh, this past season. And, you know, we never know. We don't know what's going to happen with D.J. LeMahieu, you know. And I think Angleton Simmons is that veteran guy you need in the in the locker room to help guys like Glaber Torres while also helping the position in – in that you don't know if LeMay is coming back to the Yankees or not. So I think if LeMahieu goes, the next best option is to have Anderson Simmons a part of your team.
0: That is an interesting signing. I am going to go to Brandon Schwartz now to say who he has signing this winter.
4: Well, I'm going to go. I think George Springer is going to end up in New York, Met. I think Steve Cohen era begins now with a major signing in George Springer. I think George Springer would mean a lot to this New York Met franchise. Uh, and once, and and I think he would fit well with these other players on the Met roster. Um, so yeah, I think George Springer is going to end up being a Met. I think he wants to play in New York. Uh, I think, I mean, he had a great run in Houston, but I think he wants, I think he's going to want to change now and, I think he wants to end up maybe in on the, the New York Mets. All
0: right, so now we're going to go with Matthew Gizzy. Matt, who do you have signing a contract this winter?
2: I think that, uh, I think George Springer, uh, uh, you know, I think George Springer goes to the Mets. I really do. I think uh, it would be a good fit. You know, uh, Steve Cohn, the Mets, they have the money. I think they want to you know, I think they, they want to make a statement, maybe, you know, and uh, Steve Cohn, I think he's willing to spend that money. Uh, so I think uh, George Springer goes to the Mets. Uh, and uh, for I think the Padres, I think they uh, they have a, I think they 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 win the division this, this year. Coming up, I'm about to, I think the Dodgers have a, a hangover. Uh, they I think they're they'll be very high on their their championship win. But uh, the Padres—they—they're getting better and better, and uh, I think they're just—they're going to be even more hungry this year, especially after what happened uh, in the playoffs this uh, last year. So I—I—I—I uh, I, I, I would not be surprised to see the Padres pull it out. And uh, if I had to choose, I think I—I I will choose that. Yeah, I would pick that.
0: So for me, I'm going to go with JT Romito to the Washington Nationals. I just think that. You know, this is a team that still wants to win. And when you have a pitcher like Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, you know, they want to, they want an elite catcher. I mean, Jan Gomes, Kurt Suzuki, they're good, but they're not, they're not at that elite uh, status. You know, you could say championship caliber because they did lead them to a world series, but I just believe that he wants to win. And I'm not sure if the Mets could win right away, I just think that the Nationals are hungry to get back there, and I think if last year it wasn't a sixty-game season, I think that they could have went on a run. I know my co-host Andrew Brem predicted them to, you know, make it to the playoffs after starting fourteen and twenty-five, but you know we know how that we know how that went. And to conclude, we're gonna go with Andrew Brem and who he decided to pick uh, as a free agency prediction. Andrew Todd Fraser. Todd Fraser.
3: You know he probably wants to be in the. Uh, he probably wants to stay with the Mets. I think he would be good for the Dodgers since he is a star player on the Mets, and since the Dodgers just won a championship, you know I think he would be the perfect fit for the team.
0: That's it. Yeah,
3: but uh, but I think he's going to stay with the Mets because he's. I think he wants to be a local boy since he lives in Tom's River, New Jersey. But I think he wants to be close to home, see his family. So, but. I think you know Dodgers would be a good pick as well, but I think the Mets are going to be yeah. Especially the if we
0: don't know what's going to happen with uh, Justin Turner, that yeah, would, that's a good backup. Yeah, in. and um,
3: another thing is that they're not even sure if they're going to start March thirty first because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, everything's on hold right now. But yeah,
3: but they could still do it. I mean, they can. Is look at the NFL; they started regular se- They started the regular season.
0: Yes, they did, and they made it work. NHL made it work. NBA made yeah, exactly, it work. like
3: they did it. I don't see how MLB could do it. And since they're outside, it should be, you know, as they say, when you're outside, you're at a lot less risk to get COVID. <laughs> Andrew's trying to talk political again. Political. All it's right. so stupid. I can't. These politicians are so That's annoying. Right, Andrew,
0: stay focused. So, Next time we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, thank you for joining me on the Doug Serravo Show. Thank you for supporting Serravo Broadcasting. Alongside me, we have Andrew Brem, We have Brandon Schwartz. To the right, we have Kyle Esposito, who him and I will be debuting a show in a few weeks called Section 16. It's going to be a doubles podcast. And below us, we had Matt Gizzi join the show for the first time ever. Matt, thank you for joining me. I truly appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Doug. I had a lot of fun. God bless.
0: All right, God bless. Thank you guys. We'll see you
1: guys next time. Peace